Hello and welcome to Toolkit Radio, podcast insights from the pros, a Pappy Machinery podcast where we equip you with the tools necessary to get the most out of your John Deere machinery, attachments, and service. I'm your host, Cody Worth, and today, like always, I'll be joined by our John Deere machinery expert, Sawyer Meek. And together, we'll try to answer one of the biggest questions we've received from customers so far. What happens after the purchase? But in order to answer that, we'll have to start at the beginning and talk about the whole purchase process, why Pape is a bit different from most big companies, and why Sawyer views working with a customer to be more of a relationship over a quick sale. Hopefully this discussion will give you the whole picture of what it means to choose Pape for your equipment and how we're always thinking about how we can support our customers in the long run. And also just a reminder, we currently have a promotion running for the purchase of X-Series lawn tractors that we'll let you know more about at the end of the show. Now, let's sit down with Sawyer and get to it. All right, we are here on episode two. We've made it. It's a huge milestone. We've never had a Pape podcast go longer than one episode. Heck, it never existed before in the first place. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully the the audio on my end will work out just as good as Sawyer's did last time. So hey, I got Sawyer in the line here. How's it going, Sawyer? Pretty good, Cody. Good morning. Good morning, man. Yeah, it's bright and early. We uh we had to really cram this in because of Memorial Day weekend coming up, and totally forgot about it. Which you know we're getting it done, so that's all good. <laughs> yeah. So for today's episode, we're going to chat about a topic that you brought up last week, Sawyer. It's been a consistent question from our followers ever since we launched the whole concept of the toolkit. And that question is, what happens after the purchase? And it's, it's a good question, especially when you're basically making a large financial investment into a piece of machinery, right? And someone committing yourself long term to that dealer. But I think in order to talk about it, we kind of need to go over the entire sales process and start with the larger concept of, you know, what Pappy is, why we sell John Deere equipment. And, you know, now in our positions, we we can't really state absolutely why we ended up becoming a Deere dealership, but we can at least talk about why we can get behind selling them aside from it, you know, being our jobs. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just to get things started here, Sawyer, can you just tell me a bit about what makes John Deere equipment the best option, like in your opinion? I'd say in my opinion, what makes John Deere so great would be you know, like equipment availability, their parts warehouses, like we have our regional distribution center in Portland, all of those compact utility tractors that I sell, they're actually built in Augusta, Georgia. So being America's tractor is awesome. The warranty coming out with new technology. I mean, Deere's been around or in the business for, I think it's over 180 years. So that's ag, construction lawn care, forestry, even making diesel engines. So the company is very stable. And I think that's something that I can stand behind and Pape as a company. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're a really massive company. They've been around for a long time. They've established themselves on the large ag front. They're putting out new technologies all the time. They're working with AI, all that good stuff. And, you know, they have a really large footprint, similar to Pape, where we're all up and down the West Coast. And yeah, depending on the customer, they're obviously going to have different preferences, right? Depending on what they're looking for. But for at least the warranty, the material, the quick attach systems, just having something that's holistically going to be a great product for you, no matter what you're doing. That's the aspects of deer that we can get behind, right? And honestly say that we would purchase it ourselves if we were going for it. Yeah. 
And just to give you a, uh, just to give you guys an idea of what the timeline of Pappy becoming John Deere Ag and Turf dealer was, I mean, we just started as a John Deere construction and forester dealer back in 2002. And then we expanded into Ag and Turf in 2011, picking up those contracts. So obviously there was an amount of trust, opportunity, and faith in the products Deere produces. And they had the same thing, you know, same type of trust with Pape that led us to become fully engulfed in their product offerings across multiple industries. And yeah. Yeah. And and one of the things at the beginning of this year that you and I talked about was kind of the bullet pointed benefits of Pape Machinery as a company. They were things that uh, you guys had talked about at the annual sales conference. Uh, so just in terms of size and availability, I know you kind of spoke to it a bit already, Sawyer, but can you speak to a few other bits of those if there was anything we didn't cover? Well, I know one thing that's very important, like John Deere's standard warranty, we actually add an additional four years for the PAPA total of 10 years of coverage. So your standard year is like six years on the powertrain. We extended another four years total. And that's not a John Deere thing. That's PAPA specifically. So that kind of talks about to another point, whether it's the 21 locations or more than you know $11 million in parts. We got over 60 parts and 60 service field technicians, over 100 total technicians in the shops. Besides that, we got expertise in developing new positions, product knowledge, developers or teachers. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. And, and with that, it's a lot of additional value, right? It's it's stuff that you wouldn't think is going to be an obvious benefit because when you're in you know the store, you're thinking about the, the cost, the price, the add-ons, all that good stuff. So this is things that you really have to like elevate as like, well, this is going to be value down the road for you because you'll be coming back to us. We'll be helping you service your equipment and keeping you running for you know years and years to come right and yeah and i think a lot of it too comes down to this is not going to be like something that is going to be obvious to everyone it's not going to be something that is necessarily utilized by everyone but for those that are you know they're wanting to tap into all these resources they're wanting to make multiple purchases they're moving they're looking for you know a specific amount of assurance and expertise this can really be a big deal for them and you kind of mentioned it last week, the idea that that aspect almost becomes the most important thing, because then it, it's not just purchasing the equipment for a really good price. It's then making sure that equipment runs for years to come without any issues. Correct. Now, one thing that we haven't always done a great job on, but, you know, we're beginning to make strides to improve is communication between the locations outside of, you know, like parts ordering and just general John Deere marketing. Pape is a very large company, which means there are times that it can look and feel more like a corporation than a family-owned business. And I know that you mentioned again last week, and for those that didn't listen last week, sorry, I keep pulling to last week. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you mentioned the idea that you know being family-owned is a really awesome thing. Being around for you know eighty years plus is is a great thing. So, how do you think? Just for maybe it's your store's perspective, how do you think we still embrace that idea of being a family company while being so large? I mean, I can speak for our North Willamette Valley region. I mean, our locations do the best to stay in a small community within the regions almost. So whether it's like the store levels, we're doing barbecues and events uh, for the community or just our stores, like our, st our region consists of Gresham, Hillsborough and Donald. We try to get everyone together and involved and spending time. You know, we talk on the phone or we talk in passing, but then we try to slow down and put these extra steps in to continue that family base. But beyond just our members, we try to remember everyone that we work with as well. Like if a customer comes in service or parts, I mean, I'll have like a service writer that will call up to me at my desk. And if I'm there, she'll be like, hey, John, et cetera, is here. And, you know, I was wondering if you wanted to come say hi. 
You know, I can put time aside in my day to go say hi to somebody that I've been working with on a piece of equipment. And I think that really leaves an impact on somebody that wants to do business with us that we want to reach out and remember who they are, you know, and why we decided to do business together. Right. That's I mean, you guys are basically the lifeblood of Pape, right? You're at the store level. You are chatting with these people. You're building those relationships beyond anything that we could expect at a broader level. And that's honestly the most important thing, just because, you know, you want somebody to feel like they're at home and that they've gotten to know somebody and they can trust them versus just coming in and making a transaction because that's just not, you know, what we want to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And I know that for myself and speaking for some of the other people in our marketing department, like our digital strategist, Spencer, we've really tried to focus on utilizing and tapping into people like you, Sawyer, that are reflective of the best the epitome of what that can mean for interacting with the customer and we've really tried to translate that over to what we're doing when utilizing our social media our ad channels because that's what people care about you know they want to see these things like in action when they're not always able to go into the store they want to see that there is that collaboration across the entire company highlighting the people that are out there every day you know working their tails off like you to do the best they can for a customer and i truly believe that's what should be highlighted it's it's why we've approached this series being so casual right now where we're just having a conversation okay so now we've given a bit of background to pappy's company kind of you know set the baseline for what we're working with and what makes you know people such an integral part of the customer experience so let's start working through the sales process a bit we kind of talked about this in the last episode but starting off, what sort of resources do we provide to customers before they step into dealership and during the sales process? I would say whether it's online, if people want to just peruse and take a look at our websites and the product knowledge videos we're doing, all of that stuff can be done on the computer, you know, on your phone or at home. And then tapping into those resources, it kind of gives an idea and an avenue of direction of whether a customer can use this piece of equipment for themselves at their home. So I would say that's the number one starting point. The resources that we have online, these videos and talks that we're doing, this is all just free information that we're giving to customers showing, hey, if this is something you need, we're here to provide it for you. Yeah, exactly. And I think we've approached it too, right? With this idea, we're not necessarily trying to sell that product in the video. It's more just to be informational because we know if they are interested they're going to come in and want to follow up with that or, you know, reach out and contact us. So it makes a lot more sense just to give that information out and showcase why it might work for them instead of just trying to shoehorn something in, you know, that might be the total opposite of what they need for their property. And I, I think that's something that you've kind of phrased as like your approach to where it's, you know, if somebody comes in and they say, hey, I'm looking for X, Y, Z and somebody pitched me this, you go, no, that's not what you need at all. Right. <laughs> it's not going to, you know, have the attachment. It's not going to, you know, have the capabilities you're looking for. Like that, that's that's a big deal because otherwise they're they're going to, you know, come away and be OK. But then all of a sudden, you know, a few months down the line, like, shoot, I, I can't do anything with this. So, yeah, you kind of, so you kind of mentioned we, we have our videos we're doing now. We have our website. You know, we have a, we're trying to really stack up on the digital side to make sure that people have access to us beforehand. Like you can kind of start to walk me through what your journey with a customer is like. I know it's going to be totally different from person to person, but maybe you have a general process you go through or just a couple like I like stories or one story you wanted to kind of mention of how you interact with a customer. Sure. So the big thing is, I mean, somebody will come in and uh, my desk is pretty close to the front and they'll say, you know, I'm looking for a salesman or I'm looking for some information on a piece of equipment. And then the customer will come over, talk to me and 
And the first thing you want to do is introduce myself and I just let them talk. You know, they're talking about problems or issues they have on their property. So a very common one is, well, my mower just broke or I have five acres I just purchased and I'm looking for a unit that does it all. So the big thing for me is to discover all of their problems and then find a solution that's either going to know all of them or just focus on the primary one that they want to focus on. So if they have two acres and they're looking for a mower with a bagger, you know, it's pretty simple. But then when you get into a tractor and they're looking for a unit that has a certain amount of lift, maybe a mid mower so they can mow and then a brush hog so they can knock down their pasture or field. There's a lot of questions that need to be asked and answered to get them into the right piece. And then once we move from there, then, you know, we ask, do you want to look at what this unit looks like? And then we go out and we can look at it. And then, you know, if they want to drive it or whatnot, we just kind of move on from there. And then the sales process continues further down the road, getting into financing and whatnot. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what we hope the, the majority of our members would be doing, right, is exactly what you're doing. Problem solving, letting the customer tell you exactly what they're trying to do, and then also helping them guide through those questions. Because I think that's something we realize that oftentimes they don't necessarily have the right either answers or the right questions about the equipment they're looking at to fully get at what the main problem is. So it does sometimes take a little, you know, mining to try to figure out exactly what you can do for them. And, you know, it can vary between a real quick transaction or, or patience. Yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned the pricing and financing mm -hmm. to kind of round out the, the whole sales process talk. Let's just jump into that briefly. I know that it can get extremely complicated. I know whenever we've tried to figure out some simple back and forth with certain things, it's very complicated, especially with the way that deer's incentives are always changing all the time. Every month, it just seems like each week, it's something totally different. But how do we go about helping someone, you know, find the best fit price wise, even if they think they can't afford the equipment? The best thing to do, like we do from the start, is we find the right equipment. Because then, you know, you find value in this piece of equipment that's going to help solve your problem. Once we get talking or negotiating on, you know, the price or whether we're doing cash or financing, like you said, those incentives are always changing. So whether you're getting, let's say, a tractor loader and then one more implement, like a brush hog, well, that loader and that brush hog counts as an implement bonus where you buy two and you get $500 off the tractor. So depending on your package, then we move into the price. Then let's say we have zero for 60 months, 0% 0 for 60 months. Sometimes that's not the best solution for a customer. And so then we look into maybe zero for 72 or even zero for 84. All these financing is obviously going to depend on the credit of the customer, which is all through John Deere. But we try to find that value and that monthly payment that's manageable because we do want the customer to have the piece of equipment. We do want to help them. And then we just try to find a price or solution, you know, that's fair and that can get the job done for both of us. I would say a big one that people don't think about also is that when you finance a piece of equipment like a tractor, you still need insurance coverage on that tractor because you're taking out a loan essentially. Homeowners insurance usually does cover on tractors, but that's something you need to talk to your agent on. John Deere, we have our own Sentry insurance, which is actually fairly cheap, and that can be rolled over into your monthly plan. So if it's, let's say it's $300 for your tractor loader and an implement, 
that $300 is divided over 84 months. So it's really only $3 and like 40 or 50 cents or something. And that's what we hope to do, right, is to just make it something that's as simple as possible for how complicated the process is. And yeah, yeah, (laughs) there's only so much we can do on that front, unfortunately. But it's it's trying to, you know, give the customer options, trying to make sure that, you know, we're we're trying to give them the, the piece of equipment up front first and then finding the solution versus, you know, having them come in the door and going, so what can you afford? And then, you know, limiting it to those certain things. It just doesn't make sense that way. Right. Because it's, it's mm-hmm. not treating them, you know, with respect. It's not giving them the best concept of what they can do with their property or, the, you know, the best options. Right. And you kind of mentioned the idea, too, where you know, packaging or having certain incentives that come month to month and it, it can differ. And some of those things are in the store and they aren't always, you know, widely known. But we've been kind of working on trying to get the word out on specific incentives as they come out as much as possible. And that's mainly just been through our, our social channels, emails, somewhat in store. It's not really something that we've done a lot before, which is kind of crazy to me. But why do you think, first off, why is that an important thing to give them the heads up ahead of time? And why do you think it's something that maybe the company hasn't thought about doing in the past? That's a really good question. Well, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's important that we get all of those savings to the customer. Because when I think of dealing with a customer, I don't want it to be anything like going to buy a car. When you go buy a car, it, it's almost like you, you, you feel taken advantage of. You feel like maybe there's something I missed. Maybe there's something hidden in this deal. You don't ever feel exactly clean. And honestly, I hated that experience. So when I come in and I come into work and I'm working with a customer, I tell them everything up front. because that's the way I want to be treated. And that's the way Pape wants to treat their customers. This is an investment. This is a relationship. We want to make sure they know all the incentives that are happening. You know, there's no gray area. We're very black and white. This is what it is. This is how we can help. Are you willing or do you want to be a part of our Pape family? In the past, I can't answer to that really. I would say maybe we just never had the idea to get all of this, you know, social media stuff out there as much. The world has changed quite a bit since 2010. As far as, you know, social media, marketing, it's all becoming online based. And I think we're trying to keep up with that in the next generation of homeowners and people that we're going to be working with. We want to make sure we meet their needs and be a kind of a support platform for them in every way possible. Yeah, and sorry, that was not a necessarily a fair question to field to you. Uh, <laughs> but I can agree. I can I can agree with you on it. Yeah, it's it's something about you know the company is is been around for a long time, and the different practices they had in the past worked really effectively. But it's just not something that they're either aware of or have an understanding of, or what you know the power behind that could be. And that's just you know bringing people like us in that are a little on the the younger side even though it feels like we're getting older every day uh, <laughs> uh, to, to help kind of bring the things that are traditionally working and, you know, make it more accessible. Yeah. And I totally agree with you on the car front there. It, you, man, you feel so dirty. It's, <laughs> it's not a fun process. And that's definitely something we want to avoid. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. I think some of that comes down to just communicating with all our members and those that are in the shops and everything and making sure they know there is some other people that are in the marketing department or just as a whole that are trying to, you know, make it a little easier to communicate with the customer to help them get in the store and do that post, you know, process and all that stuff before. And I don't think that was around before. So it's a step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. All right. So. We've done all this analyzing the background. It's been like 20 minutes of this. So we're going to finally answer the question <laughs> that we said we'd answer at the beginning of this episode. But I think it was important to go over kind of the initial process to give everybody a holistic idea of like what dealing with happy is like before we talk about the post-purchase. But now that being said, can you kind of talk to me about what customers can expect when it comes to, you know, service and communication after they've made a purchase with Pape? Yeah, whether you're purchasing a lawnmower or a tractor or something out in the field, I would say the biggest thing is for our salespeople that we're following up with them. We want to make sure that they're taken care of in the shop, taken care of at the parts counter, then also taken care of outside at their homes or in the field that they're understanding how their equipment works, if they're enjoying their equipment, do they have any questions. For me, if a customer buys something, let's say, Thursday. Well, I'll let them take it home or we'll help deliver it. Over the weekend, I'm going to let them do their thing. They're going to get out there, enjoy it, you know, trial and error, learn. It is a learning experience. But then if they have any questions, I'm going to give them a call no later than a week. And I like to give them a call just to check in and say, hey, you know, how is it going? Ken, do you have any questions? The big thing about a post-purchase relationship is that you're available. And that's the way we like to be at Pape. So all my customers, they get my cell phone. I tell them Monday through Saturday, you know, you can call me. You can send me a text. I'm more than happy to come out there and support you and help you. Sunday, I turn my phone off. You know, a lot of the customers understand that. But if they have a problem, I want to make sure I'm here and that we can support them. We're also developing a customer tool to help organize and keep track of all of our customers. We've realized that we'll deal with a lot of people throughout the year. And then the next year comes on and then we have a lot more customer bases that we're dealing with. So we, we don't want to lose those ones that we first started with. Like my customers from last year, I want to remember, you know, the Humphreys. I want to remember Michael Moore. I want to remember all the people that I've dealt with so that I can make sure that our friendship and relationships still stays intact. I mean, the last thing you want to do is go invest in something and then be forgotten about. So whether it's in parts or service or sales, we're always reaching out service department reaches out once a year to make sure everything's running okay. Parts guys, they're more waiting for a call, but then they're making sure you're taken care of, whether you have all your filters, all your oils. And then as a salesperson, obviously I'm reaching out, you know, at least once a year if we've dealt in the past or twice. And then after the sale, we're definitely reaching out at the week and then a month after. Nice. Yeah. Right. And it's funny that balance of not, not being annoying, but also making sure that you show that you care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the last thing you want to do is, you know, get calls all the time or, you know, it's, it's annoying. Like you said. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that makes sense to giving them access to you, giving a, a certain time frame where they can talk to you or just send you a text, all that stuff, make it really easy just to where it's, it does start becoming more of a relationship with the customer versus just a transaction again. And it almost kind of sounds like thinking about long term, do you think the post purchase relationship with that customer might even be more important than the initial like sales relationship? Absolutely. I think uh, down the road, you know, when the customer has a problem, they know who to turn to. That's that 
you know, post relationship, that's very vital that a customer comes in, you know, they feel trust, they feel a relationship. You don't want to feel hesitant reaching out and asking for help. We are paid professionals in a sense that we know how to take care of you, whether you break down or you have a, a question on how to operate the equipment or something happens on the parts and you need a part as soon as possible. We want to be a resource and an avenue for you. Yeah, right. So it's giving the customer as much associated value as possible. It's keeping that relationship going. It's making them feel valued. It's showcasing that we really do care about making everything accessible, giving them more tools past just what we had at the beginning, which is kind of why, you know, we've been developing these videos, this podcast, adding more to our social stuff, because we're we're not just thinking about the new customer, which is important as well, because we want them to to feel engaged and feel like they're valued and can come into a store and have understanding. But it's also providing value where somebody bought an iMatch Quick Hitch or something and they have been hooking it up, but they've had a little trouble. They didn't really want to bother anybody about it. But now there's a video, right, that showcases, oh, this is this is how easy it is. I didn't realize there was this one thing that I was doing slightly wrong that would just fix it like that. And we're kind of starting to move that into our actual like sales process a little bit with the idea of adding in packages and that sort of thing. I don't know if you want to kind of go into that a little bit, Sawyer, just kind of tease what we're kind of working on there at all. Yeah, we kind of came to the idea that a lot of customers, again, you know, don't really know what they need, but they can kind of see something and then visualize it at home. So whether it's a box blade that you can redo your driveway or a brush hog that goes and takes down all your blackberries or a lot of brush or grass. We want to kind of give an idea or insight of what a tractor package, quote unquote, looks like. So like a tractor loader and a brush hog, we're going to put those kind of into a package deal of what an overall price would be at, you know, zero for 60, zero for 84 months. And then that kind of gives an insight for a customer that says, oh, that tractor brush hog, you know, solves all my problems gives an idea of what you can do or combine and what overall would a deal would look like. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we're doing other things too, right? Like we've kind of started the idea of having some sort of service deal that comes after you purchase something. It works during the the first year that you bought something, right. doing some other just incentives. Like, I don't know, a lot of this is pretty loose, so I won't say any more about it, but <laughs> there is stuff in the pipeline that we're hoping to make available to give more value to the customer and make have a, a reason to keep coming back as, that isn't just to purchase a brand new piece of equipment or have their equipment service. It's to give them value outside of that. Right. And that's kind of how I viewed the way that we produced all our stuff is that it's an added value. It's not meant to be behind a paywall. It's not meant to be something that the customer feels like they need to pay for, right? It's to just help them out and make it to where we're communicating and building that relationship even more so. We had a, <laughs> a few longer questions on this at the end here that I'm realizing aren't necessarily stuff we necessarily need to talk about. <laughs> so I guess I'll just ask one more thing before we wrap up here, Sawyer. Is there any other little bits about service or, you know, the after the after purchase experience that you want to mention? Or do you think you've kind of covered it all? I mean, speaking of service, I would say, I mean, don't forget about winter service specials. That free pickup delivery is pretty big. Again, that's our slow time. So that's, you know, a good time for the customer to come in, bring their equipment in. If you do buy a piece of equipment, you know, don't be hesitant to ever just stop by the store. It's always good to see a familiar face. We always have something going on. So follow on our Facebook or Instagram pages. You'll see like we're going to be doing barbecues soon, coming into nicer weather. Anyone in the community is welcome. We try to invite people all the time, you know, just because we want to have that 
family relationship with everyone we're involved in the community. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, exactly. The hope is that, you know, it's, it's an all year round thing where it's like, yeah, there's something going on here. There's always a reason to come by, have a good time to chat with the salesmen, chat with the people that you've, you've talked with about equipment in the past and just keep that going, keep that, that whole relationship working. Well, perfect. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me this morning, Sawyer. I know we've both been kind of fuzzy with uh, (laughs) trying to think and record so early and i want to thank you listeners for tuning in i hope that kind of gave a glimpse of the way we hope to approach the customer relationship with pape and the the sales process the after sales process all of that if there's anything we talked about today that you have further questions about or maybe there's something we missed let us know by leaving a review on your favorite podcast service or emailing us at pc marketing at pape.com and where can people find you, Sawyer? Where can they contact you, either in-store or online? Whether it's at the store out here in Aurora, Oregon. You can also look on our Facebook at Pape Donald Ag and Turf. Or if you're on Instagram, PapeMachinery.Donald. We're happy to answer any questions or reach out and direct messages. Awesome. Yeah, and definitely if you're in the northwest region of Oregon at all and you're looking to get yourself a piece of John Deere equipment or just to swing by and you have some questions about your equipment, anything like that, definitely reach out to Sawyer. He'll take real good care of you. Yeah. And I want to thank you guys for joining us today. We'll uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. Oh, man. I kind of want to keep in some of our blubs in just as like, some of it's pretty good. (laughs) Do it. Toolkit Radio is recorded at the Pape Corporate Headquarters in Eugene, Oregon in the illustrious Marketing Conference Room and is part of the Toolkit Media Series. You can watch the weekly Toolkit video series on the Pape Machinery, Agriculture and Turf YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn at Pape Group and online at papemachinery.com. If you have a question or topic that you'd like to see covered on this podcast, our YouTube series or in our blog, The Toolkit Manual, Leave a comment, message us on the Pape Group Facebook page, or email us at pcmarketing at pape.com. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a review and share it with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast services to be notified when the next episode goes live. We are currently available on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, we are currently running a promotion at all of our Pappy Machinery locations. If you purchase an X300, X500, or X700 lawn tractor, you will receive a free John Deere 10P polycart. Some exclusions apply. Please see your location for more details. I'm Cody Worth, and I really appreciate you taking the time to join Sawyer and I on another episode of Toolkit Radio. I hope that we provided you with a few additional tools to keep you moving. We'll see you next time.